Jesus Christ. Do you fuck with Mom, Santa? Hallelujah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Where's the title? Do you have a TV? No. I just like to read the TV guide. Read the TV guide. Don't need a TV. It's special Christmas. Christmas. I told you we should have not have seen it. Over 1,600 titles, each for rent at just $2 the first night, and only a... And for all these reasons, I've decided to scalp you and burn your village to the ground. Now, I have to kill all of you. Welcome to the Fog Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Alec. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. And a happy new year. Welcome to the Frog Brothers Podcast. This is episode 90. I am Justin. I'm Alec. Alec. Hello. And we are here to talk about things and stuff. Tonight's feature presentation is Friday after next, but we'll get to that. So we got some goodies here. We're going to do a little show and tell, show you what I got in the mail. Making the Megazord shake on that shelf. Fuck yeah, I am. The Megazord always shakes when I'm around. I got the uh, two sets of the mini puffs so I can have all the heads on display at once. Face them down a little more. I was going to say, there you go, you're getting glare. There you are. Yeah, those are buttes. Real nice, Clark. Real nice. Unrealized ideas. That's what it sounds like you're doing. Yeah. Unrealized. And uh, not to forget the art and making of Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is going to be essential for anyone that uh, liked the new movie. Or thought it was okay. <laughs> I said liked casually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then the other big piece is February 1st is the official physical media release date for Ghostbusters Afterlife. There's a giant box set. Looks like to be in the shape of a trap that has a, seems to have a copy of Making Ghostbusters. Not sure if that's a reprint or reformatted version of it to fit the size of the movies in there. We'll see. I'd have preferred cooler artwork than a trap, but hey, what are you going to do? They do yeah. a lot of the same shit over and over. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's fine. It's just... I don't think we've had anything quite that big before besides the real Ghostbusters box set, so it's it's hard to say. Either way, looking forward to seeing what's coming in that. I want to say that's about 90 bucks. That's the big piece there. Obviously, there'll be a standalone release, but with that making Ghostbusters being in there, it's going to be hard for anyone that's a Ghostbusters fan not to get that version because that book's... I wouldn't say it's super hard to find, but it you know it can go from anywhere between thirty to one hundred and fifty bucks, just depending on how many people are looking for it on eBay and stuff. It's a so. sought after item for sure. Yeah, so it just kind of depends the seasonality of it, right? With the new movie, it, I think it's gone up in price again recently. But hey, this will give you an opportunity to get it at a lower price point, lower than you can you can get the whole set for lower than what you get the original pressing for. So. Yep, yep, yep. Got I any have, other news? Uh, I have no news written down. No um, news written down. Hmm. But I knew there was something I wanted to talk about. Just don't remember what it was. You know, I'm out of Facebook jail now, so that's a thing. Hey, I could start laugh reacting everybody's bullshit yeah, now again. Exactly, triggering everyone that's weak. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so yes. we've got we got a lot of content coming out. So if you're checking this out, be sure to check everything else out. We got a whole lot. This of is stuff. like Christmas week, and it's gonna be Christmas with podcasts. Like you're gonna have a lot of content to. Listen to in your earbuds while you're around your family, or yeah. if you want to ignore your family, just put on your AirPods or your earbuds or whatever you use to listen and smile and nod occasionally. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Wayne's World too, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're listening to us. Just we could say anything right now. Like you're just a freak with the microphone. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hey, you got me there. Hey, Mister Scream. <laughs> Hills. Whoa. <laughs> we're hit a button randomly. We're having uh, some d- devil speech. Little Twin Peaks reverse speak there. Hills eat my ass. Hills Satan eat my ass. Yep. In the style of Twin Peaks. Uh, beyond the news, man, I, I think everyone's just stoked on getting all the stuff for uh, 
all the Christmas goodies. Like, I'm not a big Christian myself or anything like that at all, but uh, I celebrate because I like to give things to people. I'm, I don't know about you. This is not a Christmas tree over here, though. This is a, a, a winter solstice tree. It is, exactly. So, basically, let me tell you something real quick, and this might trigger a few of you. Yeah, I might tell you something. Um, Christmas holiday was ripped off of other holidays that happened before it around this time of year, mostly because... I think people have seen this stuff on the internet by now because people have been posting about it for quite a while now, but yeah. It's all a rip-off, but really what it comes down to is us white people that lost all the melanin in our skin, we get sad. Seasonal affective disorder. And so, how do you stop from offing yourself in the middle of winter? Well, you gotta have something, uh, something positive. So you gotta have some get-togethers, some gifts-givings, and things like that, so kind of helps people. And I also realize at the same time, though, for some people, they don't fucking like people or they got a shitty family. It makes them feel isolated and alone. But I'm telling you what, find some good people out there and you'll make it through. That's my dad moment. Alex always cringes like, you're too fucking serious. Some people are out there opening up presents and others are out there opening their wrists. Yes. I quote Phoebe Cates from Gremlins because that's basically as good as Holy Scripture is. Mm-hmm. If not better. It's better. Yeah. Let's say it. Let's just admit it. Either way, I mean, I think tomorrow is the shortest day of the year, or was that today? As we're recording this. I don't fucking know. Either way, after that, we're almost... It was short th- in the sense that I woke up past 3 p.m. today. So for me, it was the shortest day of the year. <laughs> because I slept way the fuck in today and didn't mean to. Sometimes you need a depression nap. Yeah. Hibernation. That happens in the winter, too. I get it. It happens. I have a hard trouble getting out of bed before 3 in the winter, and it is a problem that needs solved, man. So if you have recommendations, hit me up. Yeah, let them know. I'd recommend light therapy and some uh, vitamin D. <laughs> you can inject your own vitamin D if you need to. I need to take some vitamins for sure. Eat better. Exercise. we got a long list of things we could do to be better people, but that requires work. Yeah. We'd rather talk. I'm a victim of capitalism, so. Who isn't? Rich people. Billionaires, millionaires, one percenters. Yes. Wealth hoarders. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, those people, fuck them. Fuck them. So we're going to jump into a top five. So 2022 is going to be jam-fucking-packed with movies, and I don't know why. I made such an impossible fucking list to narrow down, because obviously with... uh, Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. The state of the world, a lot of movies have been fucking delayed and shuffled around on the menu, so let's just jump into the top five movies you're looking top forward five, to top, 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 2022. Top five, top five, top five, top five, top five, This is top five. 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 It's Mr. Scratch! If you're still with us, this is the top five movies you're looking forward to next year, this year, 2022. 2022. Next year. This is a fucking tough list to make. After I started going through, I was like, Jesus, there's so much stuff on here. Yeah, although it makes me feel really annoying, because the only things I wrote down were comic book movies and horror movies. Isn't that kind of crazy? There's so much to look forward to, and like yet, how many probably like really cool movies are out there we haven't even heard about yet? Indie movies, yeah. Yeah, all the indie movies and all the good stuff that we're going to see and we're going to fall in love with, but our lists are going to be primarily like... We need to do a top... The, the next list... Next next week's should be top five movies from 2021. Yeah, kind of close the year out and recap yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what's your uh, number five? And we can compare it. We should listen to last year's episode and compare it to our movies that we were looking forward to and see what's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Some mm-hmm. of them, schedule probably might have even changed. I think Top Gun was on yours last year. Yeah. <laughs> Still didn't see that this year. <laughs> My uh, number five. This is a fucked up list. I'm just going to tell you right now because a lot of people are going to hear this number five and be like, why? Is, why? But Scream... Which, the title alone pisses me off. They're doing that shit that Halloween did, that Ghostbusters 2016 did, that people fucking hate, where they just title the movie the same fucking thing. And it's it's even worse if it's not a remake. Like, at least 2016 was a remake, wasn't the same universe. But when Halloween has another movie in the same franchise called Halloween, that you have to just say the 2018 at the end. 
Yeah. It's uh, it's dumb. And then they're doing it with Scream. Instead of just calling it Scream 5 and making the S a 5 like, like a normal person would, who's a marketing campaign team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre is doing the same thing on Netflix later the year. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. And it's ignoring all the other Texas Chainsaw movies except the first one, which they've done before. So it's very much replicating the Halloween success. Yeah, they're trying to piggyback. So either way, Scream is what I'm looking forward to. I I always just really like the Scream movies. I like movies that are more grounded in reality in that there's nothing supernatural in these movies. Obviously, there's movie things that happen that aren't realistic, but not like... The premise of not the, Freddy Krueger, yeah. for example. Yeah, it's not although a I love those as well. Victim. But yeah. Scream just holds a special place in my heart, especially the first one. The second one is not as good to me, and then I'm, I like the third one a little bit more than the second one, even though I know a lot of people swap that. And some people just absolutely hate the fourth one, and I'm like, dude, if you like the second and third one, but you don't like the fourth, you're a fucking moron. But hey, that's just me uh, spitting words here, so don't come fighting. Yeah. Or do. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm the porcupine. Uh, my number five was the Batman. Looking forward to that. It's got potential. Um, I think it'll be fun. I'm hoping it's a little bit smaller in scale compared to some of the other Batman stuff we've seen just as far as tech and things. It looks different enough from the Nolan trilogy that I'm looking forward to it, and it looks disassociated enough from the... DC universe stuff that I think it, it's got some potential there and I've always just fucking loved Batman movies so yeah and I, I don't give a fuck that it's Robert Pattinson like right the same articles people wrote about Robert Pattinson starring in other bullshit they wrote about well, Michael Keaton. they write this because they don't watch indie movies Robert Pattinson yeah. is a king of indie movies now like a lot of people they start out doing whatever they can get and then they once they have success they can be choosy and they do cool shit yeah Ryan Gosling mm-hmm did a lot of like romantic comedies and shit. Matthew McConaughey even did. Yeah. Ben Affleck did. All these kind of people did weird shit like that. And then they did like what they wanted to do. Yeah. And but I mean there's like an article from like he's in a he's been in a Cronenberg movie. He has all the respect for me. There's a, an article written in like the late 80s like right when Keaton was cast as Batman basically talking shit on him how oh, he's yeah, not yeah. a Batman type and like it's the same article was like rewritten and just replaced the name oh, of Michael Yeah, Pence. yeah, Heath Ledger, I mean, all the same kind of shit. So, and people looked forward to the Joker until we saw the images and then everybody was like, "No, stop, make it stop. Make it mm-hmm. stop." Mm-hmm. And then it hasn't gotten better since. I mean, yeah. some of the real hardcore DC people finally like some of it because of that newest no. Zack Snyder cut or whatever, but I uh, didn't watch that because I don't give a fuck. I watch it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't have time for four hours of... Eh. And I was very conflicted Personal. when I was doing this. Was it the Batman or was it the Flash? Because Michael Keaton's in it. But the kid that plays the Flash is kind of like a fucking womanizer, an asshole, so I had to go with the Batman because... Uh, that kind of pisses me off that they still kept him in the cast, despite him being kind of a fucking asshole human. Yeah, I mean, I know he choked a woman at a bar once in a different country, too, I think. I'm not even sure what the circumstances of that are. But considering DC fired Cyborg, that actor from working in the future at all, because he was like, fuck you about something else to them. It is kind of like, uh, your priorities are weird. But maybe I don't know the full story on that either. Maybe he doesn't... Uh, Maybe that was more voluntarily. Maybe he left them because fuck them, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Either way, not too stressed about it. What's your uh, my number, number four, four is Bat- the Batman. Okay, nice. Because, you know, I mean, if you're gonna base everything Robert Pattinson has ever done off of Twilight, then you're just an idiot. Um, you're probably jealous that your girlfriend at the time was very attracted Fascinated. to those people. Yeah. And was flicking her bean to that instead of your chubby ass. Um, that's probably the realistic thing. Insecurity, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, my, the girl I was seeing at the time was sort of into those movies, but it wasn't like into it like some other people were. But I sat through them and was like, eh, you know, they're fucking movies. They're sort of well done for what they are as movies. I mean, they're based off of like teen. They do what they're supposed to do well. Teen vampire That's why romance they did well, novels, so. right? So I mean, yeah, target target goal <clears throat> achieved for that. No hate there. Yeah, I don't know why I had to go on a Twilight Twilight uh, talk, but either way, 
It's just pertinent because that's what everyone's going to go back to. That guy. But he was in Cosmopolis, which is a Cronenberg movie, and it's very fucked up and weird. He was just in that Lighthouse movie with Willem Dafoe that's Mm -hmm. supposed to be really good. I still haven't watched it. It's just because I, when I'm really feeling depressed, I will not watch a bunch of really dark shit. If I'm feeling good, that's when I watch the dark shit. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you don't want to sink deeper. Yeah, you don't want. I mean, I'll watch like, well, Batman dark. When I'm yeah. depressed and well, stuff. Well, something that's that may fine. be in your wheelhouse, you already know, you know what to expect. But the lighthouse looks mentally fucked. So I yeah. need to be in a better state of mind before I watch that shit. Absolutely. My number four is Top Gun Maverick. Hopefully we'll actually see it this fucking time. I, when did this movie shoot? Like 2017 now at this point? I don't know. It's been fucking delayed, like it delayed a year for something. And then it keeps getting delayed after that. That director so. has two movies coming out this year. Well. His other one's Mission Impossible 7. That's hilarious. Starring Tom Cruise. Yeah, I gotta say I'm looking forward to the Top Gun more. I mean, the Mission Impossible movies have pretty much always been entertaining and fun, so that's kind of an honor. Well, they mention. do have ups and downs, but I yeah. I kind of enjoy them for what they are. I mean, for Tom Cruise movies, they're like, yeah, okay. They're an acceptable action They're They're series. pretty decent for action, for sure. I, I like them. Yeah. What's your number three? My number three is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. I was trying to stuff some Marvel in here, and I had to really think about this. Because... <laughs> I still, even now, I'm like debating it. Do I want to put Doctor Strange there instead? But both of those, more so than Thor, for sure, for me. Although Thor is going to be fun and fun as shit, too. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. But, like, Doctor Strange has Sam Raimi. It has all that stuff we've seen after we just saw that hype. Mm -hmm. Um, That's got me going. But Black Panther's got me curious to see what else we're going to see in that. We haven't really heard much of anything yet. We don't have a trailer yet, so, yeah, I, I totally understand that. My number three is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Fascinated to see what they do with this. That first Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was so good. I really loved what it was, how it really gave us great versions of Spider-Man characters and how they all kind of came into play. Like, it was... So silly, but also, you know, like with Spider-Ham or whatever else. Like, some yeah. of those moments were, like, absurd and didn't make any sense, but it was so well done and, like, so good anyway that you couldn't... I can't wait to see what else they do in that universe. I'm really excited about it. So, that's number three. My number three, or... My number two is the Flash movie. Mm, nice. Okay. I don't give a fuck about Flash. I know. God damn it, Michael Keaton as Batman... As Batman is one, and I've said this before several times on the podcast, there's a couple movies that we had on VHS when we shared a room as kids growing up that I watched so many times while my brain was forming that I don't remember the first time watching it. It has always been with me. Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, um, Batman, Batman Returns, Ninja Turtles. I think that's really it. Those are the core ones. That like shaped my brain as a very young child. Absolutely. And then later on, you know, I added stuff. There's Terminator and Alien, and I started watching more things. Lost Boys, even a little bit later. What? But like those were the ones that I don't ever, I couldn't tell you the first time or anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a whole list of those movies. So that's why Batman's on there for me. I'm or Flash. (laughs) Flash. Yeah. That's Batman to me, dude. I mean, that's fuck about the Flash. Let's be honest. That's all anyone gives a fuck about for. Like that's the only reason they needed that. So. That's the only reason I'm gonna go is to see that because that little trailer where it shows the cave and like has the just the out the silhouette or whatever for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm skeeting my pants during that shit. Yeah, and like the the Batmobile is kind of like covered up like it hasn't been used in a minute in this universe. So it's exciting to see. Definitely stoked on that. My number two is Jurassic World: Old Dominion. Watched the uh, little teaser video today. The pre uh, the prologue. And I was pretty excited about that. And they're starting to release some more images. So I think we're pretty close to seeing another trailer at some point here pretty soon, I would guess. Starting to see a lot of press stills and and photos for the press on it. Pretty hyped up for it. I love how they haven't shown us the classic um, characters in it yet. And there's a lot more dinosaurs in here. And just based off the prologue where they showed some things that were a little bit more scientifically accurate. I'm really excited to see what happens here. Colin Trevorrow directed this one again, so... I think that's pretty interesting. Just overall, I mean, who doesn't want a big fucking dinosaur movie, right? Those are always fun. And, you know, the with the way the state of the world we're in, Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park, you know, that franchise is like the only one that's really doing much with dinosaurs regularly. So, 
What do you think my number one is? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Shouldn't be that hard. Jurassic World? Okay. Fair enough. You've seen my toy collection. Yes. I was about to say, this is another one that you could add on that list that I don't remember watching for the first time. Although I think we got this one later than those other ones. But I couldn't tell you that. That's just like a random thought. We did. I remember watching that one more as a family and not just... Because we would watch these late at night, like, just in the fucking dark on that TV that sat on the floor, you know? Yep. In the fucking basement of the place. So that was one of those movies that, yeah, we got on home video. I don't... I didn't see it in theaters ever. And, yeah. I, you know, we didn't go as a family for whatever reason, even though it was, like, the biggest film of the year. How our parents did not manage to take us to see that in theaters blows my mind, unless... I remember seeing the second one in theaters. That's probably one of the first movies I remember. That and Twister and... Yeah. Goldeneye, Ace Ventura 2, some of the first Titanic. That was a little later, I guess. It's 97. Those Some of those are 95, 96. That about sounds about right, though, considering I was born in 91. Yeah, that's yeah, that's on point. Yeah, I just can't believe we didn't see this one. And maybe maybe it was because you were young enough not to go to the theater yet. So, Could And be. I don't even remember the original release date for that. So 93 or something. Yeah, but I don't know what month, because I'm yeah. trying to think. We used to go to the drive-in all the time. That would have made sense if we'd seen it there. But I would say summer, probably, but yeah. I don't know. That's just a random take. Yeah. Either way, it was one of those. Blockbusters were a thing at that point, so. Yeah. Either way, that was like a whole whole film genre being born there. Yeah. Um. So your number one's Jurassic World. Well, my number one's Wakanda Forever. I love the first Black Panther movie. I'm really excited to see what they do with this one. Sucks that we lost Chadwick Boseman. Um, there's a lot of controversy about them not replacing him, and some people are like, "Oh, it's it's great you're doing him justice," and other people are like, "Well, you've recast so many other characters." You're like, "Well, we're still in the same cinematic universe for him." That's not to say that with the multiverse they can't do something different. Well, they've also recast another black guy before. Yeah, exactly. And they just fucking recast him for money reasons. I mean, yeah. a guy dying uh, in terms of that is really not that different. And I, I don't know, I think that's kind of fucked up to say. I'll admit that. But I mean, like, from, from a filmmaking standpoint. Because people die and get replaced. Fucking Harry Potter did it. Mm-hmm. You can't not replace Dumbledore. But those are based on books, so it's different. These are based on comic books, so it's also different. But in the comic books, other characters do become Black Panther. And you have multiverse, and you introduce new characters. And this thing doesn't follow the comics, and it doesn't have to. So, you know. It's one of those things that's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you did it, people are going to always compare it whoever was the replacement to Chadwick, and you may not get the same quality. Now, granted, I'm sure there's someone just as talented out there, right? I say just do a multiverse movie and give us two Black Panthers. Not, but, I'm not like a big scale thing, but just combine. You take... Um, here's what I'm seeing, though, right now. Like, I Just looking at the casting that's been confirmed, I don't think Marvel's ready to have Suri be the Black Panther yet, and she may be by the end of the movie... But I think M'Baku's going to take over the mantle for most of this movie. Because hmm. he's 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 in the cast. He's one of the few people that's in the cast that could pull the role off that's probably been in the books before, right? So I would say that that's a big chance that he could lead part of this movie until Suri takes over or something. So You just, honestly, I think they should do... Killmonger and Suri basically are both Black Panther. He's from an alternate universe where he's not an ass... Not as much of an asshole anyway. Yeah. That's just what I want to see, and that's obviously not going to happen. M'Baku could probably just be a thing, too, but that also could have just be a cast announcement just to throw people off and keep things well, going. and I'm sure he's going to be in it anyway because he had an important role in the first, yeah. you know, and everything he's been, and even the uh, Infinity Wars and stuff. So just kind of a thought there. A lot of people were saying it's not him, though. It's um, the girl from Walking Dead. What's her name? Her name's complicated to say. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. she was also in... Not her. No, the the yeah. guard. The... Well, yeah, but she's the head of the guard. But there was I was getting confused for a second because we sure. also saw them pop up in Captain America, but it wasn't her character. It was one of the other ones that's always standing next to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah. I really just want to see what they do with that because that one, that first one, is such a surprise in a great way of like, holy shit, like it. Yeah. You know, Black it's Panther's great. awesome anyway, but the way they outdid themselves with the story and, and like, making you, like, Killmonger is one of my favorite 
villains in this whole thing. And he's one of those villains Definitely. that has fucking justification for what he's doing, which you're like conflicted about. And like Michael B. Jordan was amazing. In he's there easily in the Chadwick. top five yeah. MCU villains. For sure. Um, I've got some honorable mentions, obviously. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And like you said, because Sam Raimi's doing that with his implications back to Spider-Man and back to Evil Dead, like I'm really excited to see that. But I feel like we've kind of already had a preview of that with some of the Marvel What If stuff where we've kind of seen where that can go. And then with that little teaser we saw at the end of uh, No Way Home. So I, I think it's a little little bit of stuff there. Obviously Thor Love and Thunder's on there. Taika Waititi is an amazing director. He's hilarious. He really made the last Thor movie great. I'm excited to see where this one goes with the Guardians in it. But I just don't know enough about it. But I know it's going to be good. But I'm just... That Black Panther just outdoes it just because I'm so curious what they're going to do with that world. Um, Scream's obviously on there. Flash is on there, as I already mentioned. My kids really want to see Mario. We got Halloween Ends. So there's Salem's just... Lot has uh, another adaption coming out. Mission Impossible 7, The Texas Chainsaw. Um, I'm going to watch all that stuff, basically. There is so many movies in 2022 coming out, and it's insane, and... You know, part of it's this backlog of stuff that's actually getting released, and then some of it's just, you know, it takes time, right? Um, I'm just... Spider-Man be... was crazy, because it was like I had just enough time to get over Ghostbusters. Yeah, it just was. Just like the right amount of time where, like, a week went by, and I was like, I'm sad. And then I watched Spider-Man, and I was like, all right, I'm even sadder now that I watched that, but, like, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are two, like, really big films back-to-back that kind of came out, and... For us, at least. How, yeah. and how Other people, of... definitely, Ghostbusters is not as big of a deal as to many people, but to us it is, so. No, what's crazy, like, seeing, like, the box office that Spider-Man made over the first weekend is, like, still way ahead of Ghostbusters. Like, I think Ghostbusters has, you know, behind Coca-Cola, the Ghostbusters logo is one of the most recognized logos in the entire world. But it's just, you know, how do you get that hype for it again? And hopefully this builds that for the next one to, you know, make some things, but... Um, hit us up in the comments or on social media. Hit us up on Twitter. Just let us know what you're what you're looking forward to the most in 2022 because there's a lot of films coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna jump into uh. You know what I just watched? Me pulling a can off some morons' fist. Return of the Jedi. Did you see Alien when that uh, creature was in that guy's stomach? Spider-Man reference. Did you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? Uh, Tonight we're talking Friday after next because it's Christmas time, motherfuckers. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's Mm -hmm. cooking chicken and collard greens. So this Friday movie is arguably the worst of the three. But it's a Christmas movie. It still does well for me. And it's still fun. Like, you never get bored in this movie. And it almost feels like there's two movies going on in this, right? Because that third act of this movie really kind of feels like it's its own thing. Like, they could have made the whole movie just around the party sequence at the end, and it still would have been fucking glorious. Yeah. Um, so, this is the one I've seen the least amount. And when I've... I've seen Friday a billion times, but when I watched Next Friday, it was like... You know, I'd seen the other one a bunch by that time already. And you, of course, miss Chris Tucker for a second, but then you're like... Mike Epps' day-day is good. He takes the place quickly, and he's great. Mike Epps is fucking brilliant. And him and Ice Cube uh, together is also brilliant, so... Well, I mean, he does such a good job of playing that kind of ditzy guy, but also hard-edged, you know, just enough to really go. And, like, they, they work together really well in this movie, so... Yeah, I do have to say I do like the second one better, but for sure we'll see. Ice Cube's been trying to get a another Friday made for forever, and he wants Mike Epps and Chris Tucker in it. So that would be awesome if you could do that. I would see it, and I think Chris Tucker had turned down the sequels, um, and I don't even know if they approached him for Friday After Next, but it would be awesome to see that that a trio there going on this time. So. Yeah. Um, basically opens up on um, Christmas Eve, Friday. 3.37 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, a guy dressed as Santa Claus breaking into their fucking place with like a 
um, a white bandana, I think, around his face instead instead, instead of, of a beard. beard. Yeah, he's got the white it bandana. It fucking on. works. It's brilliant. It's amazing. And he's going through just like stealing shit out of their house because it's not like they have shit under their tree. Yeah. And just my, making a fucking huge noises and shit. Yeah, too. banging around and like they hear him. You know, Craig hears him and kind of goes out to go check on him eventually, but he's fucking making a sandwich. Yeah. And he's like, you're making a big-ass sandwich. We will try very hard not to impersonate. No. Because we're, yeah. we're not going to try to, no. We don't need to do that. We don't need to offend anyone by doing something gross like that, including myself. Yeah. Um. Hopefully but, it doesn't slip through. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully it's not. I mean, sometimes not intended to be that way. The way Ice Cube says shit sometimes, and you you just want to say it that way, but uh, we're gonna try not to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so he comes out. He's like, "You're making a big ass sandwich," and is all pissed off about it, which is hilarious because yes. you know he's like rationing the lunch meat like slice by slice, and so he's implying this guy's got. I think he says you got two slices of bologna or some shit. Yeah, he's like pissed off about it. It's amazing. And then while Day Day is sleeping, and he's talking out there and fucking with him and he's fighting him uh day day saying one of the things he starts saying is all i want for christmas is two fat bitches and some weed and some and two bags of chips for the bitches mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and he starts going on about that but they just keep cutting back to him and he's like, all i want for christmas is this 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 just naming off ridiculous shit and he says fat bitches a lot it's pretty funny <laughs> yeah, he's all he's all about it he likes them sick girls which is fine we all do Everybody likes what they like. A little variety never hurt anybody. We appreciate multiple body sizes. As long as you can tell it's a human body still, I'm good. Yeah, that's true. If if you look like um, if you a look Stan like, Winston creature effect, for example. Or if you look like the people in the movie WALL-E where you're fucking just floating around in a car all day because humanity's given up, that's a problem. Yeah. But other than that. If there's like three different folds under your armpits, you gotta clean up. You got to pressure much. Yeah. I don't know. There's medical issues too here. That's that's the main thing, right? Is you're really hurting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But enough of our weird weird ass shit. Um you know what else is fucking great? We're in this walking movie? the line of offensive versus like reality. Well, yeah. Basically, I don't want to be offensive because I don't want to people to perceive us that way even if we're being satirical because i know people will not realize we're being satirical and we yes. should be like these guys are fucked in the head and assholes yeah. i mean i'm i'm fucking overweight myself so i'm you know yeah. like you got to realize like i understand as a kind of a fat guy saying jokes about it i, I get it trust me i'm in on and the then joke. there's fat people watching this like you're not fat at all i could fucking eat you right now you fucking skinny bitch yeah, that's fine, but my You're doctor... You're like 30 pounds overweight at most, you fucking whore. Shut the fuck up. I weigh 700 pounds. I haven't left this room since four, 1970. Like, well, they'd probably be dead. Well, be you honest. know, when a doctor tells you you're supposed to be at a certain weight and you're not, you know, you're not following the rules. So. Yeah. <sighs> but don't take me for medical advice, because I am not a doctor. It's your doctor like, wow, you're fat as fuck. And you're like, he's like, does this look like a little weight to you? Yeah. It's okay. Keeps me warm. Then the cops show up because they call the cops. This is fucking great too, man. I didn't the even like think to hide their weed and shit that we've already seen. I'm like, no. that's not even a thought because I was panicking about that myself. And we live in 2021. So, goddamn. Yeah, and they're fucking growing in there and he comes in there and is like, look, we could charge you with this. But well, we don't want to ruin your Christmas. We're just gonna confiscate We're this. We're gonna confiscate this, and it's amazing because talk just... about some Christmas trees, motherfucker. Uh huh. Yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, I like I like when they're talking with the cops and they're like, uh, "So, uh, you want anything special? Like fractured skull? I got you." Know, and he's like, "Yeah, fractured skull." And then I got. She's like, "All right." He's writing it down. Like if they catch the guy, they're gonna yeah, give him a fractured skull yeah. and a gouge his eye. <laughs> That, that's the funniest part, I think, is like how satirical the police are in this movie, right? It's like totally just fucking crazy and over the top. It's all you have to know to put it in perspective, too, is to know that Ice Cube wrote it. And you're like, it makes things easy to understand from his perspective, too. Mm-hmm. Cause you yeah. know his perspective. Um, and then Terry Crews popping up in this one. Terry Crews Damon. is the landlord's son who just got out of prison and he's fucking hilarious anyway man like terry cruz is fucking good the only thing that dates this is the excessive amount of homosexual jokes rape jokes yeah yeah it's not even 
Well, there's a little, but it's a lot of rape jokes too about yeah. about prison rape and shit like that. And that shit is uh, not funny. Uh, it's one of those things that people used to joke about a lot. So I'm not gonna say like Ice Cube, you're canceled. I'm not that kind of guy. But no, I mean people. Just... I'm just saying it's it's like when you see the whole Finkel and Einhorn thing in Ace Ventura, you're a little. Uh, that wouldn't fly today. Um, but and it there's... shouldn't have flown back then, but it did. So what yeah. are you gonna do? Times have changed. People are more aware now, and like just you know, people. I mean, there's a difference. nobody's saying Ice Cube shouldn't have done this. It was just the sign of the times. But I'm sure he's a better person now because honestly, I think Ice Cube's a pretty decent fucking human being as far as um, Hollywood people go and shit. You know, yeah, musicians I mean, and shit. I'm sure he did some fucked up shit in his NWA days. But hey, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's a fucked up upbringing. Yeah, the music is a reflection of the up uh, streets, not the other way around. Yeah, that's yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so the fucking yeah, we go off on a serious. Two tangent. white guys talking about this is fucked up. Any black people listening, there's like, what the fuck, dude? They're just what the fuck? Come on. Well, we try <laughs> we try to be aware of shit going on that's outside of our realm, outside of our wheelhouse. And yes, but we also try to not speak too much for black people and things like that, well, even though uh, yeah. we will 99% of the time take that side in an argument about race that's very fucked up that people like tend to do these days, and it's a terrible situation. So I get it. It's tough to talk about. But back to Friday After Next. So we just had the dress that we're just two white guys talking about this. Yeah, we, we're aware, right? But it's a Christmas movie, movie right? So... We had and to I, fucking take it in, right? I like diverse things, and I love the Friday movies, so... Yeah. I've added this to my Christmas movie repertoire. I watch it every year. Yeah, it's funny. Um, what the fuck? I love how the uncles have their restaurant in this one, down in the strip mall, because once you kind of finally figure it out. After after the police leave, then they come getting hassled by the landlord. Yeah, the cops are smoking weed out there too. Yep, that's hilarious. Cop car. Yeah, so she comes and hassles them about everything. Like we got robbed, and that's when Damon shows up and does is the creepy threaten basically threatens to rape him pretty much implies. Yeah, after they go downstairs and they're they're on their way to work at that point, right? And he's showing off, which is hilarious because. Like, you don't realize how fucking big Terry Crews is until he's standing next to fucking these guys, Mike Q- or Ice Cube and Mike Epps, and, like, neither of those guys look like they're little men. But You should see them standing well, next to, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then look at the picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger next to Andre the Giant, and you're like, oh. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. All other fucking level, yeah. It's crazy shit. But, uh, yeah, so they have that whole scene down there, and he, like, fucking makes him give him an awkward hug because he's like, I haven't seen you in 12 years, which is kind of funny because, you know, they've been around, kind of know that thing, so it makes sense, but I got a kick out of that. Yeah, the the brother's barbecue. Mm-hmm. The fucking so TV So good, it makes ad. you want to slap your mama. The fucking commercial they showed for that was amazing because they fucking just dex her, and you're like, oh, and shit. And then later, again, a joke I find not as funny or timely, uh, the whole... We actually slapped our mom, and now she's traumatized from it. It's a little fucked up, but it's still funny. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to move past it because it's awkward to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that's like, whew. So they basically get a job at working security in this little strip mall for uh, where their dad's barbecue place is. Mm-hmm. And then they meet the guy who owns the donut place, who has like, you know, he's like smacking flies and shit and there's flies in the donuts um i did get a kick out of when uh craig says the day day uh you're remedial what that mean <laughs> just that phrasing of it and then because the way he says it like day day just plays a fucking moron so well yes he does and craig is just always sick of his shit so it just they're just a great duo they are, and because, you know, even when Craig's, like, being, like, funny, like, he's still just serious enough to, like, put Day-Day into perspective, so, like, they balance the comedy really well there with those two. Yeah. Because when Day-Day, like, gets into his head that he's, like, the fucking security guard, and he keeps having to fucking, like, level him down, like, calm down, and he's trying to calm him down from all this crazy shit. Yeah. 
The other thing I love throughout this whole fucking movie is not only they open with that Santa coming through stealing shit, but everyone fucking knows who that Santa is and everyone's been fucking robbed by him at some point. Like, it's the ongoing thing. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Well, I love it, too, because they're talking with them and they're like, he's like, <laughs> Santa broke in and robbed us. And he's like, and uh, Craig let him do it, Day Day says. <laughs> and at that point, because everybody starts yelling at once, but I think Craig's mom is like, uh, why, Craig? <laughs> Just the way she said is like instantly goes to believing Day Day's bullshit story. Yeah. And he's like, what did he look like? And uh, for you uh, Ghostbusters 2 fans out there, he says, he looked like Bobby da- Brown in a goddamn Santa outfit. Oh, yeah. And uh, the next note I have written down is about the brothers talking. And one of them, I can't remember if this is the part where they're saying... Uh, Oh, it is. <laughs> it's the part where they they start fighting, basically, in the kitchen in the back. Oh, yeah. And they're like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, I don't know what he says. I'm, I'm in better shape than you or something. I get more pussy than you. And, he, and he's like, my dick is bigger than yours. And he's like, it was cold that night. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, uh, they're talking about like, you don't get any pussy. You've been married for 30 years or something. And he's like, uh, oh, I gets the pussy. And but the way he says it, he like scrapes his eyes. He says, eyes gets the pussy. Yeah. And he smashes his hands together. And it's, uh, what's that actor's name? He died recently, unfortunately. Fuck. I didn't get uh, the supporting cast written down in this one, unfortunately. He is a goddamn legend. Willie is the character's name, but... That's Day-Day's dad, right? No, that's Craig's dad. Oh, okay. Um, Day-Day's dad is the guy that's dressed all sleek and has the young new young wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, okay. Um, And then we can't not talk about Cat Williams' Money Mike. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. Because he's, uh, he's about to make his debut. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. Uh, Cat Williams as Money Mike, which is just ridiculous. I remember when Cat Williams was all the rage. I uh, I was just too young to get his shit at the time, so I don't know how I feel about it. I have no opinion, to be honest. So Yeah, he's kind of one of those. He's yeah. funny in this. I'll give him that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, then the old lady's on the corner, and Day-Day's trying to give him shit. And one of the lines I have written down that he says is, you're trying to use the Lord to sell pussy on this corner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's hilarious. They all get pissed at him, and then, you know, Craig has to fucking pull him off to the side, like, dude, you can't talk to these women like that. Then he goes and makes him smoke some weed. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that would calm me down. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you survive. Non-high Alec is... (laughs) We're going to go on! We're going to survive. We're going to survive! (laughs) Today is our 420 day. <laughs> um, Independence Day jokes, folks. Come here for the best. Ooh, sorry. It's late. Uh, oh. I love this. Uh, the landlady's going to snoop through everybody's place while they're out at work and shit. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Want to make her rounds, she says, and it's like, that's not something people are supposed to do. <laughs> no. And she leaves, but as soon as she does, Damon's in there watching a Tupac music video and he starts like rubbing his dick basically. He's oh. about to start jerking off to Tupac, but then it cuts back to him and he's like just dancing around sexually to it. Yeah. And like, oh, Tupac. Mm. <laughs> it's just funny. No, that was, that was hilarious. Like yeah. that stuff isn't offensive to me. Oh, the only thing offensive is the the prison rape stuff i don't even know if offensive is the right word it's just bad taste i think that that fits better i'm not offended i just think it's in poor taste yeah um people hear the word offended and they're like snowflake yeah i don't really get offended by anything it's either funny or it's not or it's you know it can be rude as fuck fuck. talking about yeah uh let's see oh and then they go in and have cat williams hide them because they're getting chased by the dudes from the the old ladies in the corner, like mm-hmm. their nephews or whoever the fuck it's supposed to be, and sons, yeah. you know. And uh, <laughs> I love when one of the guys goes into Money Mike's shop, and he's like, "Can I help you?" And he's like, "Nah." And he's like, "Well, this ain't the baby gap," because <laughs> <laughs> the guy's short. 
Yeah. But it's just funny. Yeah, that's yeah, he's got some one. funny lines in there. Willie calls the health department on that guy. That's my next note, so <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. The uh, robbery scene before they go to lunch is hilarious. Like, you guys go to lunch, and then they throw their fucking uh, security guard shirts in the dump like they're quitting. Oh, yeah, they're like, fuck this. And then they wind up in the fucking restaurant eating. Then the sh- strip mall owner comes in there, and he's all pissed off at him, which is hilarious. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing? He's like, we're on lunch. He goes, hey, buddy, you're supposed to be security guard, security guard, no? Now, yeah. here I am doing this guy's accent. Yeah. But it's the, I, he doesn't do that accent, so you know what I mean? Like, it's an over-the-top thing on purpose because it's in this movie. Well, it's very, there's a lot of satire in these movies on their own, right? So you have to understand that. Yeah. If you can't fucking rethink your privilege, I guess. I don't fucking yeah. know. Uh, but it's I'm hilarious. just letting people know that it is, uh, yeah, I'm very aware that I did that accent, so yeah. that happened. You're like, oh, shit, can't put that back in the bottle. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. I want to stuff the cat back in the bag. And the thing is, I could edit this out, but I'm not going to because I want people to see the raw and unfiltered real me. Also, you can see that on OnlyFans.com slash Alex Gaping Ass. Yes. You can see the real inside of me. If you're a, <laughs> if you're a superhero, you'd be called Gaping Man. That's a pretty good name because it doesn't... People th- might think it means I gape people's pussies with my dick. You never know. And I might do that too. On my OnlyFans. <laughs> um, and then this is kind of where this movie starts to shift gears, really. Because, like, this third act, the final act, is really where it goes, like, kind of changes from, like, this whole little strip mall movie and, like, all the shenanigans there. And, like, that kind of runs dry. So I love when they well, invite... Well, Friday tends to do this kind of, like, thing where they slowly lay the lines for some sort of big climax at the end. Yeah. The, all the movies do this. And then, they, in the meantime, it's just dicking around and interacting with a bunch of different... Well, you got to get all these scenarios. Yeah, you got to get all these characters and people introduced that way when you get to that last bit. Yeah, it works. Um, no, I love when they're inviting Money Mike to the fucking party because he's all like, "Ooh, I don't have anything going on tonight. I was just gonna sit around and watch TV." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck yeah, okay." He's all into it, you know. Yeah, and then uh, you get Pinky showing up from next Friday. Mm-hmm. He's their old boss from that one. Yeah, uh, that fucking is hilarious because Pinky's a fucked up character. <laughs> It's uh, it's something else, but that party they have is pretty epic. Yeah, the landlord trying to seduce Willie. They call the what do they call you, Big Dick Willie or something? He's like, yeah, yeah, they do. You heard that, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then when they're trying to get him out of there, they send him down. They send him out of there to distract him, which is hilarious. Hey, you need to go down and see her. I think one of the funniest scenes there though is like when Cat Williams overtakes Terry Crews' character. And they're fighting in the bathroom and like he's beating his ass, and then he fucking finds the, the vice grip stopping the toilet from leaking on the back and he fucking grabs his balls <laughs> that's such a real thing like i know like you're fucking so that's Ugh. perfect fucking writing is having that vice grip on the toilet like that like, yeah because that's a real thing man yeah <laughs> and he like, just grabs a, it and real macgyver fix yeah and not only is painful and horrible to watch but that it's also awesome on, because yeah. you want him to do that tim because of what's happening there yeah and then he's just like in full control until the very end yeah, which is hilarious, right? Everyone's bounding on the door because they got to use the bathroom. You got to use the bathroom downstairs. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, that was about the highlight, though, of the end, like where he fights him off because, like, that dialogue between him and the size difference of those two is hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was about to fuck him up and basically rape him. So it's a good thing that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Cat's a little guy. Probably would have, would have gotten hurt. I mean, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> we're not gonna dissect whether. Uh, no, well, you don't need to. You're already. We're said, not even, yeah, well, I've already said too much. I've said too much, bitch. You said more than me about this one. You said dissect, and that's disgusting. Because there's only one way that that's gonna go. Dissect. I meant just discuss. Uh huh. I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Sure he did. Oh, God. Any final thoughts on this one, then? Um, Any final moments you want to elaborate on? I guess how well, they catch the Santa. You talk about that. Yeah. And then they fucking tie him up on the roof and let the cops get him. There's a whole, like, 
chase sequence, as Edgar Wright would call it, a garden chase sequence. Because they call yards gardens in England. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's a better word. I like that better. I'm just going to start saying it. Yeah. You need when to I have mow- a yard, I'm going to call it the garden. You need to mow your garden. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, that payoff is, is pretty funny. <laughs> I felt like it could have been a little funnier, but it's still good enough. You're just like, whatever. Yeah. They just kind of had to wrap it up. The payoff was the Cat Williams and Terry Crews, Damon shit. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Like, it, that, that's kind of where it peaked. And then after that, it was just kind of like tying up the loose threads in the plot. So, And Ice Cube always just writes these movies with an ending of him getting the hot chick. Well, fuck yeah. If you're writing the movie, why the fuck wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> it's right? funny as hell because, like, I just, every time I see him interacting with women, I'm like, he wrote this. That's why it's funny. Because it borderline reminds me of how. Tommy Wiseau wrote the room and made himself in, oh, the in an interesting yeah. scenario. Yeah, yeah, that's with true. women and shit. Um, but no, it's good. This is a good one. It definitely Friday is one of those ones that you can just rank them in the order that they came out. It's oh, definitely the worst no of the three, but it's still pretty solid. I definitely recommend checking it out. And as far as like your Christmas movies, right? It takes place on Christmas Eve. You got. It's not as, yeah, if you want something that's just not, it's a Christmas movie, but it's not cheesy. And it's not traditional, it's not filled with a bunch of shitty Christmas music. And if you're not a racist piece of shit. Yeah, that goes, that helps too. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun, check it out, let us know which which is your favorite moment in Friday After Next, because any of the stuff with Terry Crews is entertaining, but that last bathroom scene is fucking hilarious, that's like comedy. I mean, I should have written more Mike Epps, like, lines down, but he really is... Great. His responses to Craig throughout the movie are just fucking on point the whole time. And like when he's serious and then when he's like just being a smart ass with him, like it's so good because he goes yep. back and forth so much. Pretty great. Well, that does it for this one, kids. Don't party too hard and we'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Frog Brothers Podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it if you could like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. And if you're listening on the audio feed on Spotify or Apple or Twitch or wherever you listen, Tell your friends and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube at youtube.com slash thefrogbros. Hit us up on Instagram at frogbrospodcast, on Twitter at bros underscore frog, on TikTok at frogbrospodcast, and follow us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group, Frog Bros Video, by searching just that, Frog Bros Video. Hit request to join and you'll be approved. We have shirts available. The link is in our Instagram bio and below in the description. And you can find stickers on Etsy at frogbros, all one word. Additionally, if you'd like to give us a call and leave a voicemail soon, our Patreon will be live and we'll be posting monthly responses and reactions to the voicemails. Dial 816-832-5388. Shut this off. Shut these all off.